Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents... NASCAR Live. Dale Earnhardt Jr. at the inside of the racetrack. He's if you're passionate about the history and, and the Hall of Fame calls and says, hey, can you help me? You know, won't be part of this. It's like, it's a great phone call. Here's Kyle Larson now working his way up. Looking up. forward to all the racing I got upcoming. Going to be really busy. I haven't had an off season yet. Normally after Chili Bowl, I have a couple weeks off. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Whelan. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned, and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for yet another weekly get-together. And the clock is ticking. We're getting closer and closer to the green flag flying over Speed Weeks 2020. Two weeks from Saturday, cars will be on the racetrack at the World Center of Racing. We'll talk about that coming up. We'll also be talking about Dale Earnhardt Jr. unveiling the new Glory Road at the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Uptown Charlotte. He did that last week. And we'll hear from Dale about that and his thoughts on the upcoming NASCAR season. This weekend at Daytona, it'll be the Rolex 24, that twice-around-the-clock classic. We'll preview the big race with Kyle Busch and other NASCAR drivers that are participating in the 24-hour event. A.J. Allmendinger is going to call in to chat about his involvement in this weekend's race and his plans for 2020. Hendrick Motorsports driver Alex Bowman is going to stop by and chat with us about the 2020 season and a whole lot more. We're starting a new decade. What drivers are going to emerge in the next 10 years? Who's going to be the next Jimmy Johnson or Kyle Busch? MRN expert analysts will tackle the topic in a NASCAR Live Fast Forum. Plus, Eric Jones tested the Gen 7 race car at Homestead Miami Speedway this past week. We'll hear his thoughts about the test as well as NASCARs later in the show. But first, over the weekend, it was the 34th running of the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. It was held in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And finally, Kyle Larson got the win. MRN's Tyler Burnett caught up with Kyle after getting the checkered flag and the Golden Driller trophy. Well, finally, we can stand here in the press conference media room and say Kyle Larson is a Chili Bowl Midget Nationals champion. First off, when those words come out of my mouth, how does it make you feel? When it comes out of your mouth. It feels really good because you're the biggest Chris Rebell lover in the media center every week. So, uh, no, but, um, no, it just it feels good. You know, I've been said a lot now, but I've been coming here 13 years and, and been close. You know, not for all of them, but um, I, I feel like for the last seven or eight years, I, I've, when I come in this building, I have a shot to win. And, you know, just sometimes circumstances, you know, bad luck. And then, you know, last year – uh, me just giving the race away, um, you know, it just makes me want it really bad. So to finally put it together and be able to pass Christopher for the lead, you know, in open track uh, and get the win, it, 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 couldn't, it couldn't have came any, any better for me. Every time you've walked in this building in the past three years, you've had heartbreak. And finally you win this thing. Like, I don't think there's probably a better feeling that you could ever feel, right? No, no, you know, and – 
I think with all the heartbreak, you know, it, it makes winning it feel that much greater. Um, you know, had I won it seven years ago, I don't know if it would feel as cool as it does tonight winning. Um, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta lose them and and lose them in you know, terrible ways to uh, to really make it feel you know better. I guess I don't even know. You know, but um, it's just you know last year. Last year was probably the worst uh, I've ever felt in my life. You know, I, I've had I had to stand on that stage and fake a smile, and and then come in here and and listen to you know Christopher talk about winning and and Keith being excited about winning, um, which he should be, you know, because his car still won. But it just ate at me, and uh, you know, I've never I've never I've, I've lost races before on last lap. I've I've lost you know, plenty of times, um, but, but last year, last year was terrible, and it, it, it kept me up at night, you know, for a few nights in a row, um, and, you know, to come back a year later, and, uh, you know, prove to myself that I can do it, um, was, was special, you know, I was just trying not to think about it, and, and, you know, at the, the last five laps of that race, and you could see me start making mistakes, I was definitely thinking about it, but, uh, was able to, able to hold them off. I think the soundbite that sticks out to me the most from your press conference was that you came into tonight not feeling confident, which you had won every single race you had been in coming into tonight. Why? Well, I think why would be, you know, I won, I won Tuesday um, in my prelim night, but, you know, you've seen Bell dominate, and, you know, I felt like, you know, he had some things work out for him, but, but he still dominated the, the race of champions. And then I won Tuesday, and I watched the race afterwards. I, I really didn't think we were that good. And then, um, you know, tonight in the pole shuffle, um, I just I just didn't have the grip I needed, and, and I hadn't felt it all week. And, uh, you know, Christopher starting outside front row. Um, I knew he was going to be tough. And then he got the lead off the start. I mean, I've never seen anybody get the lead, you know, from the outside pole to start the feature. So I was like, man, we're all in trouble here. It's just we're all racing for second. And, and then – you know, my car just was getting better and better, and which was surprised. It surprised me, you know, because I felt like my car. I felt like I was going to need the grip in the racetrack to have the grip I needed. You know, I haven't. I hadn't felt good yet when the track got slick, but it seemed like as it got slicker, we got better. And you know, instantly, you know, your your confidence changes, and you're able to get the restarts there and and, and get by them. I know you're getting ready to party, and we already saw your wife shotgun a beer in Victory Lane, like she's done at some so many racetracks. The momentum you have right now going into Daytona, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's. Uh, I'm. I'm glad that. Glad that I have a lot more dirt racing left to do. Still, you know, I'm gonna head to Australia tomorrow. I'm gonna go race with Sean Dyson and and Felicity and and Carson Macedo, be teammate with him and um, see ya. And uh, hopefully do good down there. I've never been good in Australia, but um, and then I still gonna race I, I still have a lot of racing left to do before daytona so um some tough races you know the, the wing sprint cars it's it's extremely tough you know you go down to australia and there's guys i've never heard of that i'll be running behind most of the most of the week you know um and then you know i go and i'll go and race you know volusia with the all-stars and the outlaws and um then you know, off to daytona uh racing with you know, the best of the world in, in stock cars so um looking forward to all the racing i got upcoming going to be really busy i haven't had an off season yet uh i won't this year you know normally normally after chili bowl i have a couple weeks off but um i, I want to stay busy i want to stay active i want to keep winning and and you know i, I think it's definitely going to help our cup season congrats dude thank you that is your 2020 chili bowl winner kyle larson coming up dale earnhardt jr talks about the new glory road at the nascar hall of fame and later aj allmendinger joins us Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, what's that look on your face? Defeat? You want to save more money? Then start playing as a team. Bundle home and auto with Progressive. That's how you win big savings. What? You need music to get pumped? Let's do this. Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. That's too loud. Yeah, that's better. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all stages situations.
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. At Freightliner, innovation is at their core. In fact, Freightliner was created nearly 80 years ago out of a need for something new and trucking. Today, that innovation still drives them as they constantly work to make their industry-leading trucks safer, more dependable, and even more efficient. All the things that make a smart business decision a winning business decision, no matter what you may haul. Learn more about Freightliner on highway trucks at Freightliner.com. Freightliner, run smart. The Daytona 500. Be here on February 16th to witness the biggest race of the year, where one driver will make history as a Daytona 500 champion. Be here to feel the power that takes your breath away and brings you to the edge of your seat and to experience the thrill of one of the greatest events in sports and one of the most iconic events in the world. This is the Daytona 500. Tickets are available now at 1-800-PIT-SHOP or Daytona500.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The NASCAR Hall of Fame has a brand new exhibit, and it's called Dale Jr. Glory Road Champions. It highlights 18 of what Dale considers to be the best race cars ever to hit the racetrack. Jr. chose the theme and selected the cars on display himself, which was something he said he couldn't turn down. I do love to be acknowledged for the passion that I have for the history. And uh, if you're passionate about the history and, and the Hall of Fame calls and says, hey, can you help, you know, won't be part of this, it's like it's a great phone call. You, you know, if you're a bit of a historian of the sport, any involvement in anything the Hall of Fame is going to be doing is uh, is awesome and, and going to be a great experience. So um, I'm just glad that they asked me and, and I hope that people appreciate what, what we, you know, what we created and, and uh, I feel great about it. I feel confident about it and think that it, you know, hopefully feel good about it adding a lot to the experience when you come through here. But, you know, my quest to learn more about history is like unfulfilled and, and experiences like this add to it and, and improve my knowledge. And so anytime you get sort of included in a conversation about the history, it's, it's an opportunity to learn. And I certainly uh, jumped at the chance to do this. What are some of the cars on display? about Richard Petty's 1979 Oldsmobile Cutlass 442, Rusty Wallace's 1989 Pontiac Grand Prix, Alan Kowicki's championship 1992 Ford Thunderbird, Dale Earnhardt's record-tying seventh championship 1994 Chevy Lumina, Jimmy Johnson's 2016 Chevrolet SS when he won his seventh championship. The exhibit will be available to tour at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for three years. Dale Jr. also talked about a number of other topics when we had a chance to catch up with him, including all the rules changes NASCAR is making for this season. I think it's just going to be an exciting you know, year, and especially the way the playoffs are stacked up is uh, going to be pretty insane. And you know, We had some rule changes come out uh, recently uh, that I think people are really excited about, and I'm glad that they uh, made some changes to try to, you know, improve things uh, for the short tracks and the road courses. One of the more interesting changes coming in 2020 is in the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series, and it involves pit stops. El Jr. said this concept isn't entirely new. I think that it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. We, you know, the one thing is it's not a familiar. We've seen that years ago in the Truck Series, so it's, I guess, if it was something that was completely foreign. I would probably have a hard time accepting it, but it's something that we've seen before. Those were still great races in the truck series back when they had the brakes and so forth, the choreographed caution periods. And uh, I think that we can still have exciting races. We definitely need to look at ways that we can kind of curve the accelerating costs to compete. You know, that's one way to do it, and we'll see how that works out for, for the companies going forward. As for who of the rookie class he's excited to see, 
Dale Jr. says fans should keep an eye out for Tyler Reddick. You know, he's just got a real fun style. It's going to be a different experience for him coming into the Cup Series and having to compete against the Cup guys and a lot more competition, a lot deeper field. He's going to be in longer races with more adversity and more unpredictable situations, and it'll be fun to watch him adapt. And I expect him to progress and improve over the years and become a very successful race car driver. But those first couple of years might be a lot of fun to watch. And maybe not as much fun for him, but fun for us to experience as he goes through the learning curve and the bumps and and grinds of competing in the long season that we have. I like his style from, it was tough as an owner, but it's very fun to watch. I love his style and his personality. He just has a real interesting approach to racing and what he's willing to do out on the racetrack and we need guys out there that are willing to sort of throw it all out there and, and gamble, and, and he seems to be one of those guys. As for when he might go into the Hall of Fame, becomes eligible for nomination this year. Always his humble self says there are more and more people who deserve to go in before him. It's hard not to think about it, but that's as far as I let myself go. I try not to get too wrapped up in it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that belong in the Hall of Fame that probably should go in there before me. So my my feelings about that are are if I ever get in, I'll be very honored. I hope that that may happen one day, but I'm I'm certainly young enough to wait it out if I need to. And there's a lot of guys in our sport that belong in there, you know, and there's only so many that get inducted each year. And there's just so much history in our sport that should be acknowledged and appreciated and will be. It's got to be tough. Coming up next, Woody Kane chats with A.J. Allmendinger ahead of the Rolex 24 at Daytona. And later, we get a Rolex 24 preview from Kyle Ricky. When it comes to weekends, we're always left wondering what to do. If only there was something exciting going on that everyone will enjoy. Then you want the full throttle excitement of the Fan Shield 500 Speed Fest coming to Phoenix's ISN Raceway, March 6th through the 8th. You bring all your friends and family, and we'll bring the festival fun with camping, great food, and access to the infield and NASCAR garages. Get your seats now at ismraceway.com. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. A.J. Allmendinger is going to talk 2020 and Rolex 24 at Daytona next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. With a new season fast approaching, NASCAR Today is on top of all the changes every weekday. So far, so good. I don't see anything that's too crazy at the moment, but sure, a lot of that can change in a hurry. New faces in new places, a rearranged schedule, and some tweaks are all in the mix. I can go out there and really compete for wins with anybody. I'm Woody Kane. Join me for a two-minute lap around the sport every weekday. Because it's crazy. That's NASCAR Today, every weekday, right here. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Recently, MRN's Woody Kane had a chance to catch up with A.J. Allmendinger. Had a chance to chat with A.J. about this weekend's Rolex 24 at Daytona and his plans for 2020. A.J., welcome back to the program, man. You have uh, been in a little bit of everything during this what we call offseason, it seems like. Uh, it's somewhat. I mean, it's one of those things that... Uh... As the season, as the calendar turns, the Rolex 24 has always been uh, a race that I've, at least in the last 14 out of 15 years, have always been prepared for. And and with Meyer Shank Racing and, and this year, it's 
Heinricher Racing with Meyer Shank Racing. So Jackie Heinricher, she was a part of the team last year with Caterpillar and, and the all-female lineup, and she's back. So I'll be in her car with, with Michael Shank and that whole group and always looking forward to it. It's a, it's a great race, and, you know, last year was a little bit different, just like this year will be with uh, part of the NBC broadcast. So it makes it a lot of fun. I didn't sleep much anyways <laughs> during that event and definitely don't sleep now. I, I didn't think you were much of a sleep-type guy anyway, even without all that going on. No, I mean, it's especially if, if it's going well, I mean, it's hard. The adrenaline's flowing even yeah. when I'm not in the race car, and, and uh, it's kind of one of those things I always feel like, man, if I shut my eyes and I fall asleep, that means we're probably going to be out of the race <laughs> when I wake up. So uh, at least with the TV thing now, I don't really have to worry about sleeping. On the NASCAR side, Chris Rice, the president over at College Racing, said you're going to be back at least in a limited schedule with the team this year starting at Daytona. Is some of that calendar still coming together as well, or do you know pretty much what's going to happen on the Xfinity side yet? Yeah, we're working on that. I think I have a, uh, a fairly good idea of what it's going to look like, but we're still kind of piecing it together and had a lot of fun with College Racing. Uh, Matt Collig, just a great team owner, just brings such a, a fun energy to the racetrack and uh, makes it enjoyable to, to come to the racetrack and it's competitive equipment. What Chris Rice has really done with that team in, in a short amount of time to really put it together. And, you know, this year I think they're going to be strong contention for, for the championship with Justin Haley and Ross Chastain. So, you know, I'll get to hopefully do a few races in, in the third car and that's going to start at Daytona. And we know that uh, last year. We crossed the line one, two, three. We'll just leave it at that. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best uh, thing to say. A little, know, little issue there, it? but you guys were fast. Yeah, it's, it was a one-two finish for sure for the organization. <laughs> so uh, that's what makes it a lot of fun. You know, speedway racing I've been pretty good at. I can't say it's the most enjoyable thing I've ever done in my life. But when I went back to Daytona for the Xfinity race in July last year, just realizing how fast the cars are, mm-hmm. how competitive, and you can kind of run up front throughout the course of the race and dictate where you want to go. It made it probably some of the most fun that I've ever had on, on super speedway racing. So looking forward to, uh, to getting there in February. And hopefully at that point, I'll have a, another watch Rolex watch on my hand by that point. Yeah, there you go. That'd be sweet. You were talking about attitude a moment ago, and that being one of the keys at college. I know, uh, uh, someone very close to you in the racing community, Jen Chapel, your former uh, PR representative when you were uh, over on the NASCAR side, is going through a, a cancer issue right now. And, uh, boy, she really is one of the folks with a, a real positive outlook and always smiling, always fun to be around. What's uh, the latest on Jen? Well, I just talked to her, and, and uh, she went through her, her first treatment of, of chemo, and uh, she says she feels pretty good. She's surprised on, on how good she has felt so far, so that's great to hear. And, you know, speaking about positive energy and, and honestly, and, you know, you, what do you know? I mean, yeah. anybody that's met Jen, she's the nicest person you could ever meet. Yeah. Uh, just so loving, so caring, so beautiful in and, and so many different ways. And, uh, you know, when she told myself and, and my wife, Tara, that she had cancer, it's just it, – it's a, a, a disease that – I mean, you just it's so hard to put into words. It sucks. It, that's, a, that's how you it, say it. It just I mean, sucks. It, it sucks. It's, just, it's such an understatement. It's just yeah. miserable. I, and, yeah. Uh, sometimes it, it happens to the nicest people, and we mm-hmm. wonder why. But Jen has uh, such a powerful outlook of life, and she's going to fight it, and she's going to come through even stronger. So, you know, anybody that wants to donate, she's got a GoFundMe account. Uh, you can find it on GoFundMe. It's Jennifer Chapel, mm-hmm. uh, last name C H A P P L E, yeah. and uh, you know we're all we're all donating, and uh, everything helps because that's the thing that we forget. We you you want to battle it, and, and we focus on just the the person that's battling it, and and her husband Robert of of having to to fight through that. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, on the backside of that comes a lot of medical bills and expenses, and um, that's worry that people shouldn't have to go through unfortunately they do no matter how well prepared you think you are yeah so yeah anything that we can do to help and raise money it's uh it only helps battle through the tough times that's uh she's certainly uh somebody that you kind of feel the whole racing community rallying around and that's uh that's fantastic to see before we wrap up i wanted to talk about uh everybody's favorite cat mr tickles what's going on there is he still ruling the roost at home of course you know i mean i think (laughs) Because I don't, he doesn't get to go to uh, 
events as much now. You know, he, he gets kind of ticked off at times. So <laughs> um, for everybody that's concerned, Tickles will be at Rolex and well, actually, he may not be at the Xfinity race in Daytona. So Uh-oh. Rolex, yeah, Nichols will be there. Got to get wristbands to get an autograph from him, right? That's right. I mean, he's uh, <laughs> he, he walks around just he, you know, he slaps my wife and I, and he's just got a real bad cat attitude. But I think he gets that from me. Yeah, catitude. So, that's right. That's what it is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. We appreciate your time, AJ. A real busy time for you. Look forward to catching up with you at the Rolex and then uh, at Daytona in the Xfinity car as 2020 is off and flying away right now. So uh, good luck with all that, and we'll uh, try and keep track of you as we go through the year. Appreciate it. You'll uh, you'll see my pretty face on TV at times, so, you know, everybody's delight. It's happening again. There you go, whether you like it or not. Thanks, man. We appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. That's A.J. Allmendinger, and we wish him the best as he competes this weekend in the Rolex 24 at Daytona there at the World Center of Racing. Hey there, it's Hall of Fame driver Rusty Wallace for Blue Emu. After spending nearly a quarter of a century in a race car, I know what it means to be banged up and bruised up. As Wallace spins, Wallace That's why I reach for Blue Emu products to support my muscles and joints. Blue Emu is known for quality and innovation. And Blue Emu is one of the few muscle and joint brands that is 100% owned, distributed, and manufactured in the USA. For Hall of Fame relief, reach for Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan gone gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Last week, Roger Penske announced that the NASCAR Xfinity Series will race on the road course at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the 4th of July. This week, Matt DiBenedetto will be involved in a single-car test of the new layout. NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Justin Allgaier says... The change is something fans have been wanting. You know, we're going through right now a situation where racing as a whole has to adapt. And, you know, that's not saying that we're bad by any means. Um, but, you know, as, as life evolves, you know, we have to make sure that we stay at the forefront of it. We, we have a great entertainment um, opportunity to, to, to have the fans that we do, and we love our race fans. So, you know, we, we have a lot of race fans that are asking for this, and if they're asking for it, uh, you got to try it. And if it doesn't work, you know, Roger said, listen, if this doesn't work, we're not afraid to say that it didn't work and, and try something else. Oh, it's going to be fun to watch. Again, that race scheduled for July 4th there at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Let's talk sports cars when we come back. We'll preview the Rolex 24 at Daytona next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. And support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. With a new season fast approaching, NASCAR Today is on top of all the changes every weekday. As you get a little bit more knowledge, I feel like you go about things a little bit different. New faces in new places, a rearranged schedule, and some tweaks are all in the mix. We're a team that is capable of getting the job done and winning and running up front. I'm Woody Kane. Join me for a two-minute lap around the sport every weekday. People are going to be out of control. That's NASCAR Today, every weekday, right here. Time now for the Wheelin' Pick Crew Member of the Week. Kelvin McClurkin is a tire carrier for Front Row Motorsports. Uh, I actually grew up a race fan. My dad and my uncle were big race fans. Uh, Dale Jarrett and uh, Earnhardt, huge fans. So I used to go to uh, Darlington and Charlotte, you know, coming up. So I was familiar with it. Coming out of school, you know, when the whole NFL thing didn't work out, you know, I uh, actually used LinkedIn, reached out to a couple pit coaches that was on there, and, uh, uh, Hendrick invited me to their combine. Stuart House invited me to their combine. And then the old coaches at Roush 
you know, they said we can bring you in right now for a, a Xfinity team and send you to, straight to the track. So I was like, yeah, I'll take that. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. We continue along with this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you're spending time with us. As we mentioned earlier, the Daytona International Speedway is about to come to life with the 2020 Rolex 24. For more on this weekend's action, here's the host of NASCAR Today Midday, Hal Ricky. Mike, the motorsports world is set to converge at Daytona International Speedway this week for the twice-around-the-clock Rolex 24-hour IMSA WeatherTech sports car race this weekend. Drivers from all forms of motorsports are entered into the event that will make up four different classes of cars. And there will be some familiar faces in the field from the NASCAR garage. Two-time and defending NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Busch will make his first Rolex 24 start, driving for AIM Vassar Sullivan in what will be the largest class in the event, the GT Daytona class. And Busch says the opportunity to drive the car came up thanks to an impromptu conversation at a Toyota Drivers Media Day. We had Toyota Motorsports Day, and I talked a little bit with Townsend Bell and um, and Scott Pruitt and a couple of those guys that, that have been doing it lately. Vassar, obviously, my team owner, you know. So uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge, though. It's going to be fun. Um, I do not only have to watch out the windshield, but out the rearview mirror to make sure I don't get run over and uh, by all the fast guys. So we'll see how that goes. Bush will drive a Lexus RCF GT3, and he tested it two weeks ago at the Roar Before the 24 test days for the IMSA teams and says the test was a good opportunity to get used to the car's acceleration and braking. The the brakes, just getting used to how hard you can abuse them. Our cars have ABS, so um, kind of has its own system of being able to really push the car to its limits, and it kind of takes care of itself getting into the corners. I've certainly overstepped that a couple times just trying to find where that limit is and um, been able to kind of fine-tune where I feel like I need to be, and that's been getting uh, more consistent. Um, each run out with lap time and everything too, being able to bring my lap times down and get a little bit quicker. And then, of course, just working on uh, the ability to keep the, the rear tires on the racetrack for, uh, for the entire run and, and not getting too out of shape. And about half of this weekend's race will be run under the lights of the Speedway, which includes limited lighting in the infield road course. But that did not concern Bush. They asked me if I wanted... The headlights tuned in a different way so, you know, I could I could see better at night. And I'm like, what do you even need the headlights for? Like, there's plenty of light. I raced local short tracks, some of them dirt, when I was growing up as a kid. And there wasn't very much light at those places. So it um, seems as though my, my eyes still work okay. Bush will have three other teammates that will share the driving duties with him over the 24 hours, including former IndyCar standout and current team regular Jack Hawksworth. The Rolex 24 at Daytona is set to take the green flag Saturday afternoon just after 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and we'll see the checkered flag wave 24 hours later on Sunday. Now the weekend of racing will open up with the four-hour Michelin Pilot Challenge on Friday afternoon featuring two classes of cars, Grand Sport and Touring Cars. NASCAR Xfinity Series regular Chase Briscoe will be in the race in the Grand Sport class, driving for Multimatic Motorsports for Ford Performance, and says running the race gets him in shape for the long season ahead on the NASCAR circuit. Anytime you can be in a race car, whether it's you know the GT4 or the Xfinity car, or, you know even going dirt racing at the Chili Bowl, just getting to race. The characteristics might be different, but still the same mentality and just, I call it in racing shape. I look back at the year before last year, and, you know, when I was racing part-time in the Xfinity Series, it was so hard to beat those guys to do it week in and week out just because they're so good at what they do and they're used to being in the race cars. Briscoe, who was a noted dirt track driver before his NASCAR career, has limited time on the Daytona road course, but did test the car two weeks ago at the Roar before the 24 test session as did Briscoe's Ford Performance teammate for Friday's race in Haley Deegan, who will make her official Daytona debut this week after testing the Ford Mustang GT4 two weeks ago. Yeah, it's been so much fun. It's been definitely a learning curve, and there's a lot more to learn for me. And I came from the dirt background, kind of where uh, Chase came from, and so I'm not a road course racer, not a sports car racer, so it's all new to me. It's definitely a skill that I could get better at, and I'm looking to get better at because I know it's going to make me an all-around better driver. 
Deegan will also run full-time in the Arca Menards series this season. Friday's four-hour Michelin Pilot Challenge race will take the green flag at 1.10 Eastern Time. Stay up to speed with all the news out of Daytona this week at MRN.com. Mike? Thank you, Kyle. Still to come on NASCAR Live, we'll have a NASCAR Live Fast Forum with Woody Kane and Steve Post. With the new decade, which drivers will emerge as the next big stars? Who's going to be a big star in 2020? We'll all find out together. And a little later, Alex Bowman's going to stop by. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. Hendrick Motorsports driver Alex Bowman is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us on our weekly get-together. Want to bring in Woody Kane, host of NASCAR Today, and the legendary Steve Post for a little fast forum here as we get set to go at Daytona two weeks from Saturday. Cars will be on the racetrack at the World Center of Racing. Gentlemen, Happy New Year. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. How you boys doing? Oh, Steve is making a dust cloud in here. He's still got dirt all over him from Chili Bowl. Well, I know, but, man, two weeks from Saturday, yeah. I cannot wait. So excited. It's going to be a great year for mm-hmm. sure. And, of course, Motor Racing Network will be at Daytona International Speedway. Got you covered on the air and online at MRN.com. Men, speaking of MRN.com, Jeff Wackel and Pete Pistone have been very busy documenting a lot of change in the offseason, and a lot of those changes have to deal with drivers on the move and crew chiefs on the move. Posty, I'll start with you first. Give me a driver. You're going to keep tabs on there in a new location and a crew chief in a new location that you're going to keep tabs on as well. Well, I think when we, when we talk about the the drivers that have moved around, they, they've been fairly, fairly staying put. I think it's the combinations to me, to me, the Penske combination shift is, is interesting and then I think Matt D. Benedetto. If I have to pick a driver that's moving somewhere, Matt into that Wood Brother car, the Wood Brothers car. I think to me that's going to be fun to watch him uh, adapt into one of the premier cars in the sport. So I think when you look at that, Matty D. moving over there from the crew chief's perspective, Martin Truex Jr. and Cole Pern have been inseparable over the last few years and highly successful. Mm-hmm. James Small was the lead engineer, sat right next to Cole Pern. Cole is gone. He's running a ski resort. <laughs> and so, Woody, I'm going to be watching James Small, the new crew chief, and how that works for Martin Truex Jr. That's going to be fascinating for sure. But staying within that team, within that same theme, how about Ryan Blaney uh, now yeah. working with a championship crew chief in Todd Gordon? I'm eager to see how that pairing works out. 
And when you talk about new faces and new places, you mentioned Matt Benedetto moving to the Wood Brothers. Well, the guy who's going to replace him, Christopher Bell, is yeah. going to move into that 95 car with support from Joe Gibbs Racing uh, among the big three moving up from the Xfinity Series. The guy I'm really kind of interested in seeing is, is how Tyler Reddick does over mm-hmm. at Richard Childress Racing. He wins a championship with Junior Motorsports, goes over to RCR, does the same thing. Dale Jr. was at the Hall of Fame last week talking about this very thing and was asked, what driver are you most eager to see how he does next year? He thought for just a second and said Tyler Reddick is the guy. Absolutely. That's who he wants to see. 14 crew chief changes in the cup garage. One of the things that interests me is, you know, Ryan Newman went over to Roush Fenway Racing last year. Well, this year, Luke Lambert has left Richard Childress Racing. He's going to go crew chief for Ryan's uh, teammate, Chris Busher. So, really, you've got a couple of RCR guys that are going over and helping with the reemergence of Roush Fenway Racing. Posty, just in general, Roush Fenway made some hay at the end of the season last year. I think that that's going to continue. Luke Lambert's going to help with that. It's good to see Roush Fenway on the upward trend again heading into 2020. Yeah, I spent some time with Ryan out at the Chili Bowl this week, and I talked to him about that. And he said, he said, okay, he's, he's connected with Scott Graves, okay? And they worked together some last year. And, uh, and um, Chris Busher is connected with uh, Luke Lambert. Well, Luke and Ryan were formerly a team. Mm-hmm. Chris has worked a lot with Scott. Uh, Ryan was almost like, I know my crew chief well, but maybe in the case of Chris and I, we may actually know the other guy, crew chief, better. (laughs) And so, to me, that's a great combination of four minds getting their arms around this project, which is NASCAR Cup Series Racing, and trying trying to continue to kick the ball forward over at Roush Fenway Racing. Of course, what's interesting about Ryan Newman... He is one of several drivers whose driving days are fewer ahead of him than they are greater. We talk about all these young drivers coming up in the Cup Series. You know, the main story of that is the big three, Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, Cole Custer coming up. And it seems like Posty within, I would say, what, a handful of years or so, we might see some drivers get a little long in the tooth and more younger drivers come up into the Cup Series. Yeah, Mike, you know, and we can run through this in the in the NASCAR over the course of time. There was when Petty and Pearson and those guys sat down, and then Rusty and Ricky Rudd and those guys and, and, and Jimmy Johnson or uh, Tony Stewart and, and Jeff Gordon in that era. We're fixing for another one of those shifts. Jimmy Johnson, of course, we know this will be his finest season. Yep. These are drivers who are 40 or will be 40 this year. Jimmy Johnson, he'll be 45 this year. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know this is his last year. Kevin Harvick, Ryan Newman, who we've been talking about, Kurt Busch, Clint Boyer, Martin Truex Jr. This one blows me away. In November, Denny Hamlin will celebrate mm. his 40th birthday. So, Woody, when we look at this, and when we look <laughs> no at No longer the, the fresh-faced young kid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but old think, Man River over there in the 11 car. Exactly. But think about the wins and the championships. Johnson, Harvick, Kurt Busch. Uh, Truex, how many championships, how many wins do we have here represented in that soon-to-be or the 40-and-older crowd, Woody? And a lot of the talk has been, well, who's going to replace these guys and when are they going to start coming into their own? Well, it's going to happen when these guys leave the sport, and they will over the next few years. So the guys who are coming up and the younger guys are going to be forced into that role whether or not they're ready for it. But if you look at the top 10 in points from last year, (laughs) Kyle Larson finishes sixth, gets a victory. Ryan Blaney, we talked about him pairing up with Todd Gordon, got a win, finished seventh in the standings. Chase Elliott won three times, top 10 in the standings. Right behind him is teammates William Byron and Alex Bowman. It'll be interesting to see how those guys evolve this year and start to come into their own. I think we started to see it more and more, maybe Chase Elliott a little ahead of those others in terms of getting the wins. But I think now we're going to see it come more to the fore as these guys move through this year, the last year with the current car, and get ready for the next-gen car the following year. One of many stories that we will cover all season long here in 2020 and beyond. Gentlemen, thanks for the time. Look forward to seeing you there in a couple weeks at Daytona to kick off another racing season. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the time. Appreciate hanging out with you. We'll see you soon. That's Steve Post. That's Woody Kane. We'll be joining us in Daytona for our coverage of Speed Weeks 2020. We hope you will as well. Coming up next, Alex Bowman's going to join us. And later, we'll have the latest on the new race car NASCAR has been testing. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu. No chill, no burn, no odor. Blue Emu works fast and you won't stink. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. 
Get your head in the game. This ain't no exhibition match. This is for real. You've got a house to insure, and there are no excuses because Progressive's Home Quote Explorer makes it easier than ever to get the coverage you need. Here's some music to get you pumped. Don't feel that confidence. Did I say stop saving money? No. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. We've got a NASCAR Live Fast Forum coming at you next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. When it comes to weekends, we're always left wondering what to do. If only there was something exciting going on that everyone will enjoy. Then you want the full throttle excitement of the Fan Shield 500 Speed Fest coming to Phoenix's ISM Raceway, March 6th through the 8th. You bring all your friends and family, and we'll bring the festival fun with camping, great food, and access to the infield and NASCAR garages. Get your seats now at ismraceway.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Earlier today, Hendrick Motorsports driver Alex Bowman stopped by the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina. He spoke with the hosts of Rip the Fence, Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett. Rip the Fence is a weekly dirt racing podcast on MRN.com. Alex Bowman is here on Rip the Fence. This is episode 76. Uh, Bowman, of course... Fields cars for C.J. Leary at the Chili Bowl every year, and they had a very good week this week. Um, C.J. made the feature, and you got to the B-Main? Yeah. Is that right? An awesome week for you. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I was pretty disappointed with um, with how C.J. ran. Not not in how he did, but just how um, we kind of missed it with the car a little bit in certain situations. And, um, you know, one thing goes wrong at Chili Bowl. It can ruin your whole week. and he jumped that start in the qualifier, and the whole week's kind of out the window from there. So we go from starting uh, second in the feature to starting 12th. So we went 12th to 7th on a hammer-down racetrack with no cautions. And then you're in the B, so transfer through the B to the A, but then you're buried in the A, and, and you're not going to win from the back there against those guys. So um, could have been better. Uh, I, my car was evil all week. It was not much fun to drive, but still had an okay week with it. Um I think I know what all the couple things that I want to change for next year and go back and try again. I got to be crew chief this year because my crew chief didn't, uh, he had a work emergency, had to stay home. So that's probably a lot of why CJ's car wasn't better than it was, <laughs> is because I was the crew chief. But um, we still had more fun than everybody else in the building. So uh, it, was, it was pretty neat. How does the Chili Bowl compare to the Daytona 500? And you don't have to answer it like Larson did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they're different. Um, the Daytona 500 is is huge, right? Like, I remember the first time I walked out after driver intros um, at the Daytona 500, there's just so many people. Yeah. Like, like you can't imagine the amount of people. Um, Chili Bowl is, it feels like there's that many people because we're all crammed into a building. Um, but obviously there's not nearly as many people. But the, the atmosphere at Chili Bowl is obviously much more, like on the competition side of things, is much more laid back. Um, you know, from a fan perspective, I think the Daytona 500 is great. Um, NASCAR races are great. But when I go to a NASCAR race, it's not at all laid back. It's not like uh, I'm here to have fun. It's I'm here to do my job. 
I'm here to do everything as perfectly as I can. And when I go to Chili Bowl, it's like, yeah, we want to run well, but like I'm here to hang out with my friends and to have a good time. And um, I enjoy working on my midgets and it's an excuse to, to go party with my friends for a week, honestly. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's the biggest difference is just the, the level of seriousness that the competition side takes it. And I'm sure like, if you're Keith Coons, you're not there to party with your friends for a right. week. If if you're Chad Boat, you're not there to party with your friends for a week. But when you're me, I'm there to party with my <laughs> friends for a week. And then put a car in the well, that's, well, and that's interesting, though, because we had Bell in before we went out there, and he's the exact opposite. You know, it's like to him, you know, he wants – he puts as much – and not that you don't take it seriously when you're racing, but he puts as much pressure, I think, on himself to run well at that event that he probably does any NASCAR race. So – it's interesting the differing perspectives and for somebody like you, you know, that's the only midget race you get to run every year. So you want to do well, but at the same time, you know, you want to enjoy it too and not put pressure on yourself to go out there and, and lock it in the show every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I was trying to count the dirt midget races I've ever run. And I think it's still less than 15. Yeah. That's I mean, I ran yeah, a lot, people forget that I ran a lot of pavement midget races, but that's a completely different deal. Right. So, um, I just don't have a lot of laps in a in a dirt midget, and um, those fifteen races are spread out over a decade. <laughs> so it's like um, it's really hard to go there and run well. Um, I missed hot laps because my throttle stuck. By the time we got to the prelim night, I didn't know how how bad the car was going to be to start. So it was just kind of uh, you know your expect. I try to set my expectations low enough that I'm not going to be disappointed at the end of the night. And typically for me, that's like make the A on my prelim night. I don't want to miss that. I'd I'd be pretty bummed, which I really thought I was going to miss it after my heat race in the qualifier. Um, And then like C main Mm -hmm. on Saturday, like I was pumped to make the B main. I I think like if you're in the the C, the B or the A, uh, if you're in the C, you did something. If you're in the B, that's really good. And if you're in the A, like you're, it's the, 20 whatever best midget guys Mm -hmm, in the world Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. it's it's really hard to do and and you've done that before i told you after our prelim night i don't know how you do it you know you drive those cars so so little and every time you get in one you're badass so uh, i'm super jealous of your ability to do it because i struggle but um we have fun regardless yep Mm -hmm. yeah jeff gordon your boss was there one night, right? Yeah. Uh, slinging back whatever he was drinking. We won't confirm what he was drinking. Maybe we'll do that in a little bit. He was drinking Stella. Stella Artois. Wow, classy. He's like, he called me. He's like, you better have Stella in the trailer for me. I'm like, all right, I got you. So I, I made knew. I made some people go get some Stella. I knew he'd be a Stella guy. That's but what's funny. it like to have uh, the boss in the building when you're racing those things? It's really neat. Um, you know, it, it's kind of, it's cool in the sense that like a lot of my friends that get to come like Zach was like blown away that Jeff Gordon was hanging out yeah. there, you know? So it's cool for them. Um, CJ shaved a smiley face into Zach's belly and um, there's a video of it. Zach was not sober for this. Um, and, and we showed the video to Jeff Gordon and Zach was like mortified. So um, that, that was a lot of fun. But what did Jeff think of it? Jeff, Jeff loved it. Awesome. I think. Yeah, um, it was really funny. So <laughs> I I think just having, you know, over the last couple of years, he's kind of gotten more and more and more into dirt racing. And obviously he loves Knoxville Nationals. And that's an event that I want to go check out. I've never been able to go to it. But um, it's cool to see him. I don't know that he ever fell out of love with dirt racing, but, like, you can really tell he's fallen in love with it again mm-hmm. um, and, and enjoying it and uh, just coming and hanging out, drinking some beers and having a good time. That's Hendrick Motorsports driver Alex Bowman. Coming up, we'll get the latest on NASCAR's newest race car. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics' scanners and headphones, we can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You want the championship, baby? Yeah! And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. The Daytona 500. Be here on 
February 16th to witness the biggest race of the year, where one driver will make history as a Daytona 500 champion. Be here to feel the power that takes your breath away and brings you to the edge of your seat and to experience the thrill of one of the greatest events in sports and one of the most iconic events in the world. This is the Daytona 500. Tickets are available now at 1-800-PIT-SHOP or Daytona500.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for spending time with us here on this week's NASCAR Live. Last week, NASCAR tested its new Gen 7 race car at Homestead Miami Speedway. The car will roll out in competition one year from now at Daytona International Speedway. MRN's Woody Kane has more on the results of that test. Even as the 2020 season approaches, NASCAR is working on the so-called next-generation car set to debut in 2021. Joe Gibbs Racing driver Eric Jones just tested the latest version last week at Homestead Miami Speedway, at least the third test session for the new car since last year. It's definitely a lot different. Uh, I've been enjoying running it. It's been pretty cool to be uh, the first guy to do it on a mile and a half and kind of you know work with these guys and see what, uh, what the car's really all about and what direction we need to go and, and what we're going to build into it. So hopefully figure out some more stuff and learn a little bit about the chassis now and some setup options and uh, see where we end up. So what's the big deal? NASCAR has made changes to its Premier Series car before, but this is expected to be the most modern update the sport has seen in decades. Independent suspension, like automakers sell in showrooms today, along with a new body and eventually engine changes are all a part of the mix, according to NASCAR president Steve Phelps. Three reasons to go to this new car. One is to take what is great racing, it will be great racing in 2020, to create better racing. Um, And I think this new car will do that, uh, this next-gen car. Another component certainly is around relevance. So our OEM partners who are here looking at the showroom car uh, or the street car versus what our race car will look like, it's going to be extraordinary and we are going to put the stock back in stock car and then the last component of that is is to try to make sure that the costs associated with the car are not such that you know they just continue to escalate and iterate on that car austin Dillon ran an early version of the next gen car at richmond last year and joey logano drove an updated version in a test at phoenix back in december all right the first thing you notice is these really cool wheels a little bigger wheel Wider tire as well to give a little bit more mechanical grip. I think that's awesome. It's got some interesting uh, exhaust look going on uh, to try to take some of the air out from underneath the car. You see that the fuser in the back, all this is to try to create downforce underneath the car. NASCAR hopes to have something ready for teams this summer. But remember those engine changes we mentioned? Phelps says those likely won't be ready for the start of the 2021 season, but one goal is to make NASCAR more enticing for additional manufacturers or OEMs. That engine will have some type of electrification, some hybrid that will be part of it. I don't believe we're going to have an OEM. In fact, I know it for a fact. We will not have a new OEM unless we change our engine. This engine is going to sound significantly the same as what whatever the current engine is. So we're not going to have a bunch of electric cars going around. That's not what this is about. It's about having a relevant engine to our OE partners, um, both the the existing Ford, Chevy, and Toyota, as well as whoever the new OEs that we're looking at. Some form of hybrid, some form of electrification is going to be required, whether it's stored engine or whatever that might be, it's down the line. But you know, ideally creating a single engine package as opposed to taking an engine and you know, kind of choking the horsepower down is something that I believe we will ultimately get to. No word yet on the next test session, but NASCAR is continuing to look toward the future. Thank you, Woody. That's all the time we have for this week. We'd like to thank Dale Earnhardt Jr. for joining us. Also, our thanks to A.J. Allmendinger, Kyle Larson, and Alex Bowman. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we thank you for tuning in and being a part of our show this week. And we'll chat with you next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. And was brought to you by Whelan. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. 
and by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints. It's family owned and made here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.